Tune in to Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app. Packer in Durham. It is a Thursday, and all Thursdays mean we stream live on the ESPN app. Number for the show is 844-SAY-ACCN. I'm Mark Packer in the basement by myself with two dogs. There's no Captain Ron, there's no Robert, there's no Otto, and there's no West Durham because he is back home in Cartersville, Virginia, and off the links. What's happening? Virginia. I'm sorry, did I say Cartersville, Virginia? Cartersville, Georgia. Yeah. Maybe maybe you are in Virginia, for all I know. I mean, I don't, it beats no, me. No. No. Georgia. Carswell. Yeah. Here. Got it. Yeah. Locked in. So how's uh, how's the tour? They pay you a couple hundred million dollars to play golf the couple last couple of days? How's that working out? <laughs> you and uh, DeChambeau and the boys hitting the links? Mickelson? No. Huh? No. No. No, that, not that tour. No, not that tour. You know, Wes, I was um, I was thinking I was, about something as I got unplugged okay. here. But I was thinking about something. You know, if they're going to pay these guys $100 million to go play golf. <laughs> yeah. Does that apply to the 5% the caddy gets? I mean, if I'm caddying for one of these dudes and they're going over to Dubai or wherever this thing goes, does the caddy get 5% of uh, Phil Mickelson's $100 million? Because if that's the case, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I would probably be interested in carrying a bag for 5% of $100 million for nine events a year. I think I could do that. I think I could pull that off. I the the answer that I have for that pack is I don't know. But I will tell you I am a little fascinated by the cast system that we have seen with the Live Tour and the PGA Tour. I, I'm fascinated to see who makes the decisions because like I, I mean, and we were just touching on this. Some of the guys, okay, I get it. Others, I'm kind of like, really? You don't think you can compete at the, you know, the winnings on the PGA Tour? You're just going to take that cash in hand and go, huh? And, well, you know, create all that upheaval for yourself. Well, I, um, I, I've I told Justin, you. I thought I, Justin Thomas said. I, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, I, I, you know, I've said this a thousand times on radio and TV and in amongst friends. Yeah. Everybody on the planet Earth including Elon Musk, has a price. Everybody has a number. Now, it may be for you $2. Mm -hmm. It may be for you $2 billion. Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. everybody's got a number where they'll say, I'm in. Whatever the case is, whether we're talking about playing golf, a business deal, teaching a class, you know, taking the groceries to the golf, whatever, whatever the, the, the chore is, Everybody's got a number. And I think when you get a situation like this, you also find out about loyalty, which is something in this day and age, uh, some people have it and some companies and some people don't. Uh, And I think that's what you actually find out in a situation like this. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, you look at the way this all sets up and you're basically being paid promotional guarantees on the front end to to be a part of this. 
and then you get to keep your winnings. Now, we don't know what the winnings are going to be yet. My guess is the winnings are a fraction of what the tours purses are on the PGA Tour, that is, in the United States, um, and probably somewhere comparable to what some of the European tour events are. But that all being said, they're not playing that many events, at least right now. Um, but it is a sports marketing and sports business um, equation, if you will, that is interesting to watch. And I, I heard what Justin Thomas said yesterday, and I respect the heck out of that. You know, we've all got decisions to make. He doesn't mean they're not my friends. I like those guys, but I'm disappointed and, you know, upset they're not going to be here. But at the same time, that doesn't change my friendship with them. I think that's applicable to a lot of us in life with our friends. Right. And people we get to know through our business world, whether, right. you know, they continue to work with us. They're still our friends. If they work with us, the better, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but we are watching a model in professional golf that let's be honest, Pac, if somehow or another this makes a dent in some things, you know, remember it was unheard of to have guaranteed money in American sports for certain things. And yet what do we have now in professional sports at NFL and MLB and NBA, we have guaranteed salaries. We have guaranteed X and Y. What are we dealing with here in the last year on the collegiate level? We're basically in NIL money. We're talking about you've got some degree of guarantee financial. I mean, we're getting ready to talk about Brennan Armstrong and McDonald's through a collective at the University of Virginia. Yeah. Um, I mean, those type things are changing. This financial piece, if you will, of the sports equation is evolving at every level, it feels like. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I can guarantee you about this is uh, we're going to go on till 10 a.m. live, Eastern time. That's the only guarantee I'm giving you. Uh, we've got good That's guests. That's the only guarantee we've got. Yeah. That's it. We're, we're, we're Knock on wood, I guarantee it will go till 10 a.m. And then uh, after that, you're on your own. Tag your it on this Thursday. But we do have cool stuff, good guests. <laughs> Uh, in case you missed it yesterday, some uh, great guys. Ryan Metz was on from Virginia Tech. He was awesome uh, with maybe one of the best answers to what has been your hardest class uh, yesterday. We'll get into all that kind of stuff. And Scott Forbes, the uh, baseball coach at North Carolina, joined us yesterday to break down yep. the details of the infl infield fly rule, which was really great. And he was terrific. And uh, they get ready for Arkansas beginning Saturday because these Super Regionals get cranked up on Friday. Three ACC teams in action. I mentioned North Carolina, Arkansas begins on Saturday. But uh, Louisville A&M should be great. Notre Dame has got a big test. I'm going to number one, Tennessee. We'll have Link Jared on the show later on. And, uh, yep. again, I, I can't wait to see all this goes out. Virginia Tech, of course, makes their debut in the Super Regional, trying to get to Omaha. They got Oklahoma coming to town on Friday. So uh, it's going to be a big, big week of baseball. Track and field got cranked up yesterday in Eugene. Some cool stories from the ACC there. So we got a lot of stuff to cover today on the show. Um, how good a job has John Sheff done in Blacksburg, right? Oh. I mean, just how good a job has that guy done? Awesome. It's just incredible. Yeah. Well, he did a great job at Maryland, and he takes over Virginia Tech program that's really going nowhere fast. And I mentioned yesterday, even to Ryan, uh, man, what a year it's been in spring sports for Virginia Tech. They've had a great calendar year mm -hmm. of sports, but their spring has yep. been out of sight between what softball was able to accomplish. I know it was the disappointment in the NCAA tournament, but man, what an awesome year for the Hokies in softball. And here they are in baseball on the cusp of getting to Omaha. They just need two W's against Oklahoma coming up again. Game one is on Friday. It's all best of three moving forward. 
But uh, can you imagine the Hokies making it to Omaha, that fan base, and never been there before, and the way the folks in Omaha treat all these guys like rock stars? I mean, it'd be a great story. It'd be an awesome story. Yeah. I caught a little bit of the show yesterday. I know you guys mentioned it's already been a uh, kind of a banner year for the ACC, right, with the championships and the appearances and things like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, you can puff your chest out a little bit if you're in the Atlantic Coast Conference for sure. Well, you got six national championship teams. Uh, I know we, yesterday we just kind of concentrated with a bar bet. Told you since 2015, mm-hmm. there's only one conference in America that's won a national championship in football, men's and women's basketball, softball, right. and baseball, and that's the ACC. But as far as all sports go, six national championship teams already mm-hmm. uh, this year, which matches yeah. a record. And I think I think we're maybe one away from a record, but you got a chance. Who knows what happens with track and field? That's probably an outside shot. Even though Florida State had some good news yesterday, Notre Dame had an individual champion yesterday, which we'll get into. And then there's baseball. I mean, we've got 16 teams left, yeah. four from the ACC moving forward to the Super Regional. We'll see who gets to Omaha with a chance to win it all. So, uh, again, we put a kind of a, a bow on this uh, crazy sports year coming up, but the, the road to Omaha never disappoints. No, no, not at all. Um, Okay, this Brennan Armstrong thing kind of came out yesterday. We'll touch on this. We'll get more into it as the show develops and get to your calls on this and one other topic. Uh, Brennan Armstrong has signed a name, image, and likeness sponsorship deal with Charlottesville area McDonald's uh, owned by Ray, R-A-H-E, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Incorporated, and announced by Cavalier Futures. Now, Cavalier Futures is the collective uh, which is uh, alumni-driven collective for NIL opportunities for UVA student-athletes. Now, here's <laughs> Armstrong's going to have a celebrity meal at McDonald's, and the part I always like about these young people is they see the backside of it and the give back, and in his case, it's the Ronald McDonald House of Charlottesville. As somebody who has seen uh, my mom and dad work closely with the Ronald McDonald House in Chapel Hill. I did a little bit of it in Nashville years ago when I was at Vanderbilt, I can't begin to tell you how important a Ronald McDonald House is to an area that has a hospital, a children's hospital in particular. I know there's one in Charlotte where PAC is. There's there are ones all over the country now, but the ones in these uh, where these state hospitals are, like at the University of Virginia or at UNC Hospital in Chapel Hill, or you know, take your pick. Uh, good for Brennan Armstrong to get wrapped up because that's a place where parents and kids can keep some degree of normalcy to their lives while their children are undergoing treatment. Now, uh, the celebrity meal, that'll, that's a topic for a later time. What's Brennan Armstrong's celebrity meal? It might be his own burger. Who knows? Uh, but this is the kind of thing that when you see this announced pack, you're kind of like, okay, we're way out in front of where we were from 2021 on this. In 2022, I think there's going to be a lot more presence about the NIL than there was a year ago for sure. Well, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The the dollar amount and, and the way this thing reaches out. I, I you know, reading the thing on uh, Brennan uh, yesterday, I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, I was intrigued, though, by the celebrity yep. meal. I, I know you said for another day, but that was one of the first things that popped in my head. As a matter of fact, in our group text, <laughs> I said uh, McRib sandwiches for everybody. I'm not sure who orders that oh, McDonald's see, anymore. Not see. going there. But uh, but I, I know he'll upgrade from the McRib in Charlottesville on that bad boy. But I liked everything <laughs> about it. I mean, I liked the the charitable tie-in. 
I mean, obviously, McDonald's does some incredible stuff for folks that pay attention to such uh, news items. Uh, but this is really the intent of what name, image, and likeness was supposed to be, uh, as opposed to the right. Nick Saban, hey, man, they're out there buying everybody routine, which was the Tony Clown <laughs> right. show of the SEC the other day. But um, th- this is what the intent of NIL was really meant to be, as opposed to the ultimate hook mm-hmm. to go buy recruiting classes. So uh, good for Brendan Armstrong, good for Virginia, and good for McDonald's, quite frankly. The, the, everything about this seems like mm-hmm. a good fit, and those are the best ones. Yep, absolutely right. Okay, our other topic here today on this program at 844-SAY-ACCN, and we've gotten some social response, but we want some callers response. Today... Today is the 49-year anniversary of Secretariat winning the Belmont Stakes by 31 links with Ron Turcotte aboard. It was the most unbelievable performance in a Triple Crown. It's Look, he set records, this massive horse, this big red, I mean, and just a phenomenal, phenomenal horse. Uh, you may remember some of you that ESPN did the Sports Century back at the turn of the 2000s and create a little bit of controversy when Secretariat was a top 10 in the uh, in the ESPN uh, top 100 athletes of the century. I'm telling you, this horse was phenomenal. In 1973, Secretariat won the Belmont by 31 links, the most dominant performance in horse racing. So here's the question. How do you look at domination in an ACC national championship performance? A singular performance to win a national championship. How do you look at it? You can call us, tag us at Packer and Durham, hashtag uh, Packer and Durham. You can uh, ACC network, hit Mark and I individually. But today is the anniversary. 49 years ago, Pac, that doesn't seem possible. Seems like we were just kids watching that the other day. Uh, we were kids. And by the way, I had a uh, brush with greatness with Secretariat. Did I ever tell you that oh. story? Huh? No. I I had a chance to go to Claiborne Farms uh, in oh. Lexington and, and saw Secretariat in the barn. And I saw Secretariat... You're not. You're gonna not believe this. This is an old school reference. I saw okay. Secretariat in person. I was from here to where my chair is from Secretariat in the in the barn. Okay, with legendary comedian Red Skelton. Good night. <laughs> now, if you had Secretariat. Claiborne Farms Red and Red Skelton in the Red Packer and Durham Bingo. You have just won a brand new car by 7.15 this morning. Oh, my morning. God. Secretariat okay. is the Look. biggest freaking thing I'd ever seen, dude. I, I You could not believe the size of this horse. I, I mean, I, my, my eyeballs hit the ground when I saw Secretariat. And you know I'm not a big horse guy right. as far as being comfortable around no. horses. No. I do want to go to the Derby, but I had a chance, if you want to say, to meet Secretariat. Truly amazing. Okay. It was amazing. All right. Okay. We're going to come back and talk baseball, but here's the thing I'm going to promise you today. How can you come back and talk Wait. baseball after I just dropped because that's meeting what, Secretariat along with Red Skelton? Red Skelton. <laughs> well... 
Casey, who's producing our show today, has baseball scheduled next on this show. So when uh, we, we go to break, to you're going to see some video of baseball. Uh, we might. And we will get to baseball, I promise. But I promise you this when we come back. Claiborne Farms, Secretariat, and Red Skelton. Yeah, and the pack. I mean, it wasn't enough you went to Italy for two weeks. We Didn't now come back and you hit us. I got you stories. You hit this yesterday. When the topic was sent out yesterday, yeah, I know, you I didn't tell write you. back, hey, no. I met Secretariat. Well, you know, so it, you held this. Let me tell you something. I tell this to everybody I've ever done a radio or television show with. Save it for the show. Uh, you, you don't waste your yeah. good stuff in downtime. I mean, I, I could have bombarded you guys with stories about Red Skelton and Secretariat yesterday, but no, you save yeah. it for the show. You don't know where it's no. going to go when it's live. Right. Okay. That's how it works. All right, kids. 844-SAY-ACCM. We're looking for dominating performances. We're going to talk about baseball. In fact, right now, uh, Chrissy, who's directing the show, is going to roll video of baseball. And I'm going to tell you that we've got baseball freshman All-Americans and Kevin Parada's a finalist for the Golden Spikes. And the underclassmen really lead the way in the ACC. But when we come back, Red Skelton, Secretariat, and the Pac-Man. <laughs> oh, on ACC Network. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham on a Thursday. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. All right. We were rolling right along here, friends. I mean, we were just cruising through the A's, as Casey O'Brien, our producer, likes to say. We were cruising through the A's. We were telling you about the show and everything was doing just fine and our topics and kind of our guest lineup. Link Jarrett's coming up, Danny Graves, Mark Richt, who's on the ballot for the National Football Foundation College Hall of Fame. Great text exchange with Coach the other day. Um, Okay, we're rolling right along. and, And today is the 49th anniversary of Secretariat's 31-length win at the Belmont to capture the Triple Crown. First time the Triple Crown, I think, since it had been like 30 years or something, right, since the Triple Crown. I think Man of War had been the last Triple Crown winner prior to Secretariat. Anyway, the Pac-Man welcoming me back to the show after a two-day hiatus then hit me with, hey, do you know I actually got to see Secretariat? Well, here's the thing about Pac seeing Secretariat, that after Secretariat went to stud following the 73 Triple Crown, he went to Claiborne Farms outside of Lexington. And when he went to Claiborne Farms, Secretariat basically lived his best life in in retirement. I'd say. But he also. I can vouch for that. But he was he was also not in the public eye a lot. You actually had to go tour Claiborne Farms in order to see the horse. Right. And when you went to Claiborne Farms, there was no guarantee you were going to see the horse. Right. In fact, <clears throat> my dad loved Secretariat. He thought it was just amazing what this horse would do. Then he found out how big the horse was, which Huge. Pac talked about. Monster. And the next thing you know, Every once in a while, you would hear somebody say, well, I stood next to Secretariat and he was 18 hands high or whatever the horse measurement is. Here's the other thing about Secretariat. There's the beautiful horse with Ron Turcotte aboard. Okay, here's the thing you need to know about Secretariat. 
When the horse died at Claiborne Farms from natural causes, they did an autopsy on the horse and they found out that Secretariat's heart was two times the size of the average racehorse, Mm -hmm. which was in part meant he had a vascular system that was just enormous and therefore it was easy for him to attain the success he did as an athlete. As I said a moment ago, ESPN put him in like the top 10 of the Sports Century 100, created all this controversy. Not for me. I thought that horse was unbelievable. So that being said, we tell all that and then Packer hits you with the, hey, oh, by the way, I saw Secretariat. And then he threw in the comedic genius Red Skelton. Red Skelton. Now, some of you will have no idea who that is. Red Skelton was a vaudeville comedian of the 40s and 50s who in the mid-1960s got his own Sunday night CBS television show. And he did Sunday nights on CBS. It was like 60 Minutes, Red Skelton, and then the Sunday night movie on CBS. Well, that went away in the mid-70s. And then Red Skelton would appear at like, you know, television specials, Christmas shows, things like that. But a marvelous vaudevillian comedic. Yes, Claiborne Farms apparently with Packer. So I can't wait to hear how you, Red Skelton, and Secretariat came to be. But those are the principles in this conversation. That's right. Uh, The thing that also jumped out at me uh, on on that visit was just how clean the barn was. You you could have thrown, I don't know, you could have thrown two dozen Brennan Armstrong McRib sandwiches uh, from the Charlottesville McDonald's onto the ground and eaten every one of them and not even worried about it. That's how clean it was in that in that barn. The stable, I guess they call it. And um, I also remember when you walked in and and there's Secretariat. And again, I know nothing about horses. As I know you find that hard to believe. But I just could not believe how broad its chest was. I mean, it was just like you're looking up at a mountain and to the side, uh, secretary would stick its head out and you'd see the horse. You go, holy mackerel, look how big this thing is. And in gold, they had a list of everything that that, uh, secretary had won. And it went literally from the ceiling down to the floor and the amount of earnings and stuff. And I'm telling you, you talk about treated like a god. That horse and mm-hmm. all those beautiful thoroughbreds. I mean, that's again, I know nothing about horses, but I respect that whole universe of horse racing. It's just kind of crazy how it works. But man, but Red Skelton got out of the car, though, Wes. He had a stogie that your wait dad would have loved. Wait, wait. How in the world did you end up in the car with I Red Skelton? I wasn't What's in the, the car with Red you Skelton? and Red Skelton. I wasn't oh, in the car with okay. Red Skelton. We, we were able to get green light to go through the gates of Claiborne Farms and get a chance to see Secretary. And when we got out of the car, another car pulled up beside us and this funny looking dude got out with a long cigar. It was Red Skelton. I was like, man, they let anybody in this joint. Red Skelton. And I believe that when he passed away, his autopsy, he also had a heart twice the size of the human. Stop. No, I'm, stop, I'm making that stop, up. I, that I don't stop. know. That, that could be embellished. That could be slightly embellished. But that's a true story. That's a brush with greatness. My brush with greatness was Secretariat. And we're now being yelled so, at by our producers. I thought you morons were going to talk baseball. 
So wait a second. I have one more question. Did you and Red Skelton like shake hands? Did you yes. meet Red Skelton or were you yes. kept away from him? No, I shook his hand. It's Red Skelton. Hmm. I mean, it'd be like in okay. today's society if you got out and Jimmy Fallon got out of the other car, right? That's right. It would. Or Jimmy yeah. Kimmel got out of the other car. I mean, that, I mean just to, to modernize the story. Yeah, you'd go up and say hello yeah. to Jimmy Fallon. I mean, I would. Yeah. You'd go, hey, man, I love watching yeah. your I mean, You're funny, dude. Yeah, great. <clears throat> Pete Davidson got out with uh, Kardashian. Would you go shake his hand? Eh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Just, you know, yeah. Like I said earlier today, everybody has a price, right? Everybody's got a moment. Everybody's got a line in their life where you say, hey, that's something that is worthy of trying or doing or saying or attempting, right? So, you know, everybody's got their number there. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yes, probably I did ought to meet- have a picture of Red Skelton when we tell this story again. Yeah, just well, so I just thought I'd, I, I just thought I'd add to wherever we are, you know, whatever we decide to go today as far as the ultimate ACC no, moment great. in a championship event, which is kind of what we're doing because yeah. Secretariat was so dominant 49 years ago, winning by 8,000 lengths. So I'm just, throwing, I'm just adding to the story. That's all I'm doing. The value, more value right. added from Packer and Durham. Right. We, we say this go. all the time. We were, we're here we to still inform and entertain. Now, we may whiff on That's both, it. but at the end of the day, you'll say, well, you know, the guys stunk, but at least they were trying. At least they were trying. Yeah. Hey, um, we still don't know why you were at Claiborne Farms and who you were with. I was with the family. Show. We know Red Skelton. Oh, it was a family trip. It was a Billy Packer special. He's up there to do a Kentucky basketball game. Wow, and you got to go to Claiborne Farms? Yeah. Pretty good. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Man. how do you say no to Claiborne Farms? And it was be- It's exactly you what you think of it. It was perfecto. Yeah. I mean, the split rail fences and the rolling hills and the horses. Oh, yeah. the- I mean, it's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous awesome. country. Lexington's beautiful. boy, Billy. Yeah. boy. Thumbs up to Billy. That's it. All right. When, when we come back. Are we going to talk baseball or not? 49 years. Uh, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to jump the baseball. You know oh. why? Because 49 years ago, Secretary won the Belmont by 31 lengths, <laughs> dominating fashion. This was long before he was petted by Mark Packer. Oh, no, 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 no. Now you're embellishing. I never touched the You know oh. me. I, was, oh, I kept the distance. The I was about five feet from uh, the horse. I never touched Secretary. Did I admired Did from Red afar. Skelton get to pet the horse? I think Red might have been ridden. Well, he might have rid that thing. He might have jumped on board and ride that thing around the town. <laughs> I, I don't know what Red was doing with that. He might have jumped on board. I don't, that I don't know, but I did not touch Secretariat. Viewed from at least five to ten feet away. Max. So Mark Packer, who saw Secretariat in the barn, but That's never it. touched him. Never touched the horse. Yeah, but 49 years ago, Secretariat won the Belmont by 31 links. What are the most dominating ACC performances? Some of you have responded willfully on social media. Some of you have responded and we can't use it. But when we come back, oh, there's Mia Ham. Oh, there's the Q's. We will check in and the Cavaliers too. Lacrosse is on the docket. We'll talk about it next on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham.
Packer and Durham on a Thursday. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the show. 844-SAY-ACCN. <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. 643 is already in the books as a priceless. Uh, all right. Secretary 49 years ago won the Belmont by 31 links. Dominant performance to capture the Triple Crown, right? So, our question on the Twitter last night at ACC Network is, what's the most dominating national championship performance in ACC history? And the responses have been very good. Daniel was first to crack it. Uh, the only logical answer is 44-16 Clemson over Alabama. Uh Blue blood team beating another is nothing special. Clemson Bama was honest to God. David versus Goliath story brought to reality. Now, Pac, you've always been very good characterizing this particular national championship game. I love it. Well, this would have been my answer for football in the ACC. Uh, And there have been a lot of great wins and all that stuff. But given all the uh, blowhard hype of SEC Nation – about the Alabama football team being the greatest football team in the history of mankind going into it. And there were a few folks, and you know who you are, uh, this Trevor Lawrence has never seen a defense like this. Clemson beat the daylights of Alabama that night. I mean, they beat them sideways uh, to the point where right. uh, if Dabo wasn't a nice guy, he'd have put a half a hundred on Nick Saban and not take, you know, take that knee. Mm-hmm. They beat Alabama sideways. Um and that was a great Alabama team. Now, again, there's some in the SEC media uh, that are still upset to this day and have held grudges and narratives and everything else. And it's like, hey, get over yourselves. Uh, but Clemson just kicked the crap out of them. I mean, that's the only way you could say it. Uh, and that was just one of those nights you went, wow, holy mackerel, was that a performance? And it happens. You know what? I mean, I, I've said this before when it comes to the college football playoff. You pick a team. Uh, if you're good enough, you think that, hey, we're elite of elite of elite. Everybody has had a night in the college football playoff that you're one of those teams. Uh, you've gotten your hat handed to you. Uh, that night, Alabama had their hat handed to them. Clemson's had their hat handed to them by Ohio State a couple years ago in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you name it. I mean, Ohio State, as great as they are, I mean, I saw Clemson beat them 31 nothing at the Fiesta Bowl, and it was poor Urban Meyer couldn't get out of there fast enough. So everybody's had one of those moments in the college football playoff, if you're good enough where you went, hey, you know what? The other guy was just better. But that night, Clemson yeah. was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. ACC programs have had moments like Clemson, Alabama, on the biggest stage. Miami had it before they joined the ACC. In 2001, they played the BCS National Championship game at the Rose Bowl. It's remembered for a couple of different reasons. But Miami led Nebraska 34 to nothing at halftime. Steve remembers that. He said it could have been more. He's exactly right. right. Exactly right. Nebraska had gotten to the BCS National Championship game despite the fact they lost to Colorado in the end of the regular season. Um, top three college team of all time, probably. The 0-1 Canes are unbelievable when you look at who came off that team. In fact, Pac, you and I did a radio show years ago we first started the Central talking about the number of guys that came off that team, I think, that went to the NFL right. and might have been first-round picks. Uh, they averaged 42 points a game and gave up nine 
It was a terrific football team. It wasn't. It wasn't a good one. wasn't a championship team. It was a legendary team. Yeah, right. Um, and they smoked Nebraska that night. Yeah, but the the difference, though, in my opinion, uh, of what Clemson did to Bama, the Alabama team was being spun by SEC media and other national pendants as the greatest team ever. That Nebraska team in 01, yeah, whatever. I mean, Miami, Miami was going to wear out whatever showed up out in Pasadena, yep. and they did. That, that Miami team, well, they weren't going to lose to anybody. It didn't matter what showed up right. at the other tunnel. But I, I'm not going to confuse Nebraska of 01 and Bama of 18. Those were two right. different yep. animals. But that Miami team, though, as good a team as you'd ever want to see. They were awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Sarcastic. Sastastic. I'm sorry. It's a Pitt fan. Told us, he said, Pitt pounding Georgia in 1976. They were independent time. Doesn't matter. We're talking about ACC schools. And you're right. Pitt beat Georgia that day in 1976. Uh, terrific football team again. And a legendary team among Pitt standards. Right. Tony Dorsett, you know, that kind of group. Uh, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal team. Tom Grennan says, UNC women's soccer pick a year. Well, there's some truth to that now, too, Pac. You know well, that. Anson well, Dorrance only won 21 of them so far. Well, he had a couple teams with Mia Hamm and that crowd uh, that were so dominant, it was just – it was, simply wasn't yep. fair. I mean, it really wasn't even mm-hmm. close. Uh, they were on a different stratosphere versus everybody else. But that program's been outside. And, of course, now since then, Florida State has kind of taken the mantle a little bit, too, getting a bunch of love in national championships, including the last one we played. Uh, but, yeah, those early 90 teams uh, that Anson had, they, they were spectacular. Whew. Yep. Beat Duke 9-1 in the national championship. How unbelievable is that, right? Mia Hamm now, she was special. Yep, sure was, no question. Uh, Phil Warshower, friend of the show, back, yeah, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Phil says, 1975 Wake Forest men's golf team that won the NCAA championship by 33 shots. How'd you boys do? We finished second. Oh, really? How far back were you? 33 shots. We were further back than <laughs> horse coming behind secretary at the Belmont. <laughs> Now that's, that's exactly are, right. That's old but, Jesse Haddock, the legendary coach, uh, captain, there, mm-hmm. running the show at Wake Forest, uh, one of the great guys of all time. Got to give me my first set of golf clubs, yep. Jesse Haddock. Yeah. Curtis Strange, Lanny Watkins. Jay Haas. Jay Haas. Roll them off there, boys. Boy, they had great players. Roll them off. Yeah, they did. Uh, Danny Neckel has uh, tweeted to us often, and typically excellent information. And Danny provides another one. 2006 UVA men's lacrosse finished undefeated by defeating UMass 15-7 to in the title game. Yes, this would fall into the category. Dominating performances. 2006 Cavalier lacrosse team hammering UMass by eight goals in the title game. So that's another one. Love that one, by the way. Uh, at News CFP says Carolina's win over Michigan State. Amen. Oh, in uh, in basketball at the Final Four in 2009. Yeah. At Ford Field. 
I would agree with that. I, yeah. I thought that Carolina team was built to win a national championship with Tyler Hansborough and Wayne Ellington and those guys. Yeah, when I, I uh, when I was making my list yesterday, when I knew this was going to be our topic, uh, I tried to come up with a football mm-hmm. one, a basketball one, et cetera, et cetera. This was my basketball one. Um, this North Carolina team, you know, you think of March Madness and everybody, whoever wins the championship, you look back and there's always like one game that was tight. You didn't play well, but you found a way to win and so forth. Very seldom do you see teams just absolutely destroy everybody in their wake. Well, this team did. Yep. Uh, North Carolina's 09 National Championship team was just a cut above everybody else. You kind of saw a Villanova a couple years ago. Jay Wright's team had that run where they just every game was a double-digit snoozer, and they, they just kind of put everybody to sleep. North Carolina put everybody to sleep, and to beat – a, a great coach is Tom Izzo, Michigan State, in the state of Michigan, on Ford Field. Yeah. I mean, they destroyed them. And um, that was a special group. Though. But I, I would say Clemson football destroying Alabama in 18 and North Carolina's basketball team in 09 with that run. And it was not just that championship game. It was the entire month of March. They just obliterated yeah. everybody in their wake. They were a special group, man. They were good. Yeah. And uh... – Another Carolina team, and this is interesting, the most successful ACC basketball teams, um, including Virginia, who won the national championship dramatic fashion a couple of years ago, don't win the ACC tournament pack. It's amazing. I mean, you go back and look at the best ACC basketball teams since you know we've turned the corner into 2000, the teams that have won national championships, the Carolina 09, the Virginia 19, the Duke – uh, national championship team a few years prior to that, a couple of years before that, they don't win the national, they don't win the ACC basketball tournament. It's weird like that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, look it, at this year. I was going to say Carolina and Duke both lost to Virginia Tech. Well, on the way to the championship. Game. You're reading my mind. I was going to say North Carolina at halftime of the national championship game this year was looking back on, hey, we're up 16 or whatever the number was, and you know that was a team that didn't get to the ACC title game. So yeah, that happens quite mm-hmm. often. Uh, but that 09 North Carolina team was really, really Ooh. great. You go back and look at the scores of yeah, all the tournament games, phew, it wasn't even close. <laughs> they were on a mission. No. They were, uh, they were remarkable. All right, we'll keep them coming. And uh, when we come back, remember when we told you we were going to get to baseball? We're going to get to baseball. We're going to do it first, though, with Ryan Metz, who joined the guys uh, yesterday. And apparently his answer to hardest class is terrific. Might be the best ever. Talk to Ryan Metz of the Hokies, the Hammerin' Hokies, next on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Ah, Packer and Durham on a Thursday. Uh, it is not right what's going this on show, today. This show. By the way, the show is being uh, produced by Casey O'Brien and Goal. And directed by Chrissy Velez. They're doing founding a great producer job. of Packer and Durham. Ladies are doing Back, Founding producer of Packer and Durham, Drew Brooks is uh Brooks is, uh, kind of disappeared. What's what's Brooks doing today, Pack? Do you think he, he's just I counting think he's the social currently media hits I, I, I would say based on the first forty seven minutes of the show, he's hiding underneath the desk and hoping not to be associated with, with our too. nonsense. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. How can I get away from these two cats? <laughs> uh all right. In case you missed it yesterday, Virginia Tech's Ryan Metz joined the program. Excellent. And now, oh yeah, no question. And first question out of the gate on being 
the one to pitch to get Georgia uh, to get Virginia Tech to the get Super right Regionals now. last weekend. <laughs> I think I found out about an hour and a half, two hours before the game, so there wasn't a ton of time for the nerves to set in. Um, but, you know, honestly, with the way the offense works and the way the night before it had gone, we put up 24 runs. Uh, kind of my thought was just go in and, and keep the game as, as close as possible until the offense has a chance to do what they do. Um, and thankfully, we were able to do that, and Carson Martini came up with a big hit, uh, I think, in the fifth inning and uh, obviously went on to win it. But, yeah, it was really just keep the – keep them down as long as possible to let our offense work. One of only two fifth-year seniors who are freshmen on Coach Chef's uh, first Virginia Tech team. And you get that standing ovation as you're going off the field. I mean, when you committed, I don't even know if this was part of your dreams, uh, the cliche if your dreams went this far, but what was that moment like for you with that standing ovation, knowing that, yeah, we're, we're probably going to win this regional? Yeah, I mean, when I committed to Virginia Tech, we hadn't really done much um, yeah. in the past couple of years. And uh, Coach Chef kind of came in and I was actually recruited by the old staff. But when I got there, Coach Chef, I remember sitting in his office and he was like, we're, we're going to get it done here and you guys are going to be the class that, that leads it. Um, and I, I think we all kind of took that to heart and took that uh, to follow Coach Chef and, and what he did at Maryland. And now we're doing here at Virginia Tech. Um, and so it was... It was an awesome moment, but it's really a team thing and, and really just proud of the way the team has, has done what it's done. And we're we're looking forward to keep it keeping it going. Ryan, I've mentioned a couple times during the baseball season uh, in reference to the Virginia Tech men's basketball program, which won the ACC championship. Uh, the basketball team got off to an 0-4 start in the league, and you're like, man, this team is too good to be messing around with a slow start. And at the end of the day, they're cutting down the nets in Brooklyn. You guys got off to a slow start. Same deal uh, from a baseball perspective, getting swept by Georgia Tech to start the year. Now you find yourself red hot. It's kind of funny how the ebb and flow of a baseball season goes, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, getting swept by Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech, and um, I think we lost two of those three games in overtimes on walk-offs um, and extra innings. And, you know, that kind of kind of stung a little bit. And this team kind of looked at what the basketball team did and just kind of put our head down and kept fighting. Um, and I think that's been really encouraging for this team to look back on and, and know that we're never out of a game and there's always grit and uh, – it's it's just a matter of time. I think it's easy in the baseball season with how long it is to kind of put your head down and be like, ah, it's not our day. We'll get them tomorrow. Uh, and that, this team really hasn't done that all year. It's, it's always been a fight. And I think that's really encouraging for us in the postseason that we're never out of a game. Speaking of long, uh, you had one of those games against Columbia. I don't know that the game went four and a half hours and I think three and a half hours were that fourth inning uh, where you guys put up 14 runs in the fourth as a pitcher who's not in the game uh, at that point And you're watching that happen. What's the feel that that you're getting in the pen and and watching this whole thing happen as you're looking at your watch going, how, how many crooked numbers are we putting up here? Yeah, I mean, it just kept going and we just cut, I think kept getting more and more excited. And like I said, Hokie Nation had absolutely showed out and they just where they were loving it. It was awesome. All right. So with that said, I mean, I'm married to a Hokie. I know about the passionate fan base. Uh, I mean, listen, winning a national championship has been on the to do list for every Virginia Tech team 
from day one. Do you, do you catch yourself daydreaming a little bit, or is it, hey, we got to worry about Oklahoma and Friday, and that's the only thing that matters? But do you do you catch yourself thinking, man, we are so close to getting to Omaha? Yeah, and all the time, all the time daydreaming. Uh, but it, you know, kind of forces us to take a step back and just take it one game at a time. And I think Chef does a Coach Chef does a really good job of. Uh, harping about that for us of stay in the moment take one game at a time we're focused on today's practice and then we'll focus on tomorrow's practice and um, he's he's really really good at that you mentioned uh, chef there who you know did some great things at Maryland as well broke a long NCAA 40 plus year NCAA tournament drought with Maryland they get to a a super regional years ago comes over here Virginia Tech now he's getting this team to a super regional I mean, lightning can strike once, but uh, twice is, is really hard to do, and he's doing it here. You're with him on a daily basis. What is it about Coach Chef that has made this program uh, so successful? Well, baseball can be such an up-and-down game. It, you know, there's the highs, there's the lows, like I mentioned, getting swept, uh, but then also us doing the sweeping. Um, and so one of the things that he does so well is he's the same person every single day. We always know what we're going to get. And he really instills that in us, too, to, to not let the highs be too high and the lows be too low. Uh, and it just, just preaches consistency, and I think that's what this team's been able to do so well. Ryan, what do you know about Oklahoma? I know they knocked us out of the 2013 regional uh, <laughs> and ended that season. And uh, we, we keep that at the forefront of our mind, too. Hold on a second. That was nine years ago. Okay. I mean, that's 2013. So were you a fan at that point, or is Chef bringing this up? Like, what's going on here? Uh, I was not a fan of 2013. I, I didn't really know much about Virginia Tech until I started getting recruited. Um, but we faced them my freshman year in 2017. Okay. I think we won that game. But uh, we're excited to to be able to go at them again. Yeah, but so what do you know about them? Other than the fact that 2013, you're like, okay, that's a little motivating rah-rah. <laughs> so, but what do you really know about this lineup? You know, uh, not a ton uh, yet. But honestly, I think it more matters about us. You know, we... We give the, the opponent we're facing respect, but not too much. You know, it's all about us, to be honest. It's going to be a great series. How about the, the old, What do you think about the that crowd? nine-year-ago Oklahoma yeah, yeah. game. The old yeah. nine-year-ago Oklahoma game. Yeah, you, Oklahoma got us nine years ago when I was 14. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, though, Wes? How about the scene, though, in Blacksburg? I mean, they're the only of the 16 oh, yeah. teams that are left in the College World Series, yeah. the road to Omaha. There's only one making their debut in the Super Regional, and that's the good folks in Blacksburg, right? You don't think that will be a tough ticket. You don't think that'll be crazy, that scene, the way the Hokies are hitting the ball and Oklahoma's red hot after disposing of the Florida Gators in Gainesville. Uh, and, of course, the nine years ago, you remember what happened to us. with these, I mean, all that tied into it with what's at stake. I, I love the NCAA baseball tournament. And this upcoming weekend, again, three of the four ACC teams start on Friday. North Carolina is the fourth. They right. start on Saturday against Arkansas, again, weather permitting. Uh, but, again, these are all best of three beginning on Friday. And uh, whoever survives the weekend, we'll be talking about next week on the road to Omaha, Nebraska. But, boy, if Virginia Tech can get there, man, that crowd – the way the Hokies travel, first time trying to win a national championship, that will be spectacular if they can pull it off. I hope they can. Well, let me tell you this. The interesting part about these Super Regionals is that, you know, while you have the, the subs or the first rounds where you have the four teams come in, right, and everybody anticipates the momentum of the home team or host team playing, it's different in the Supers. 
And it really does feel like that weekend series where you, if you're the road team, you've got, you know, you got something substantial to try and accomplish here. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're a first time host in the Super, like the Hokies are this weekend, I think the electricity early is really critical. For instance, I'm going to take you way back here, Pac. Uh, 20 odd years ago, Georgia Tech, in the early stages of this sub and super regional, Georgia Tech won their regional and then they hosted <clears throat> Southern California. Came all the way across the country to play in Atlanta at the at the old Russ Chandler Stadium and things like that. And, you know, Mark Marquis, not Mark Marquis, the other guy was coaching Southern Cal at the time, but I'm drawing a blank. Mark Marquis coached at Stanford. But Southern California threw Rick Courier on Friday night and Mark Pryor on Saturday night. And they they just buckled down on Georgia Tech. But I think Georgia Tech learned a ton in hosting that Super that when they came back a couple of years later and hosted another Super, they knew the ability to score early and keep the crowd in it was the, the, the way you win those things. And for me right now, and I haven't looked at Oklahoma other than I know they got a great win, what, at Arkansas, right, to advance? Florida. Um, they beat Florida. Florida, I'm sorry. Great win at Florida to advance. I would say this. It's, in, it's imperative Virginia Tech score early on Friday afternoon. It's imperative. You got to keep the crowd going. You got to keep the crowd going. Hmm. Well, it's going to be so, awesome. Like I guess yeah. three uh, ACC's yeah. got four teams left. Three get started on Friday. North Carolina gets mm -hmm. started on Saturday. It's best of three. It's a loser leave town match in every sense of the word. Winners move on to Omaha. We'll talk about that at length on Monday's show. All right. Now, Ryan Metz, you said this early in the show. Ryan Metz may have given one of the best answers ever to hardest class. In my opinion, that would be accurate. Yes. Here it is, in case you missed it. Ooh, okay. My hardest class, I would say, uh, was a, a class I took this past year called Spacecraft Propulsion. Okay, hold on a second. You, did you, you say, got that, Did chick? you say, is it Spacecraft Propulsion? Yes, sir. Propul propulsion. Okay. Yeah. What's your major? What is your I'm uh, mechanical engineering with a focus in aerospace. Okay. All right. So that wasn't an elective. All right. Oh, let me just try this thing out. Um, all right. It's so like what, you pull out of the driveway here in about 45 minutes. That's right. <laughs> Propulsion <laughs> out of here. Uh, what was the, what, what, what do you want to do? Like what, what's the, what's the end goal if it's not baseball? Uh, I've actually accepted a job with uh, Northrop Grumman, a contractor for NASA working on rockets. Yeah. That's, and I play a little baseball on the side too. I mean, how impressive is that? Ryan Metz getting a job done for the Hokies. Strong. I mean, if you when you design this at the end of all of our student athlete interviews, it's now proven one thing. It's different in this league now. Kids. It is. <laughs> it's different. It's different in this league, boys. Let me tell yeah. you now. Yeah, we you, got you're, some. Yeah, wow. you're not getting underwater basket weaving in this conference. Uh, oh, you you stop. could elsewhere, but not in this league. Sorry, not in this wow. league. Holy smokes. Ryan Metz. Rocket propulsion. Spacecraft propulsion. All right. I got to move on. That makes my head hurt. When we come back, hour two, Packer and Durham. Uh, Mark Rick joins us at 8.15. But next, the future of ACC baseball is in very good hands. 
Some of the people who have uh, tallied at the top of the stats are very young in this league. We'll tell you next. This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371.